Hey, my trippy tribe, what is up? Welcome back to my podcast, Unwell with Ashley Ray, or as I go on my social media platforms, Ash2Trippy. Welcome back, and I hope you guys are excited and buckled in for another episode of Unwell. Well, I'd like to welcome everybody back first and foremost. Um, thank you guys so much for everything. So this week, we are going to do a little episode about friends or lack thereof them pretty much. I am currently working on friendships and learning to let things go. And this is kind of the last thing. This is my word. What I have been through with friendships and I have a few of them. This may be a two-parter, just warning y'all. But I thought I'd come at you guys and kind of speak the truth of some friendships I've been through. And one of my really good friends, Monica, hey, another shout out because she actually listens to my podcast. So, you know, told me, you know, don't worry about how how people feel. This is your story. Let people know, you know, what happened and what's your side and how it made you feel. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Since I'm that girl, I'm not that girl, but I'm that girl, you know, I'm not going to use no names. So uh, if the shoe fits, it fits, wear it proudly or, you know, my DMs and my emails are always opened if you feel some type of way about anything I say because I know there's probably a few of the people I'm going to talk about that are probably going to listen and it's okay like it's fine I'm not I'm not in a point where I am doing mean girl persona I'm just telling my side and how I feel and that's it I may give you a couple opinions on what you should have done or what could have made things better but that those are opinions and those aren't something that either actually happened or something I was trying to control because I find that a lot with girlfriends is that they find that you're trying to control them or they find that you're obsessed with them or they think you're trying to control them or they think you're obsessed with them and that's not even the case to begin with so I think with any relationship especially a friendship should be based on communication and that should always have to be key that communication if you don't have it especially verbally have the communication to work things out and understand that we are two different people living two different lives in two different situations then I feel like no relationship is going to work it doesn't matter if you're a male female friends not friends relationship that is just for any relationship period so again guys i apologize ahead of time if this is going to be a two-parter but i kind of want to go into this because it is something that is a part of my life it's a part that has changed me a lot in a way of not just being a friend to people but also in circumstances where i get super close to somebody and they're literally a part of my life and you have to literally mourn somebody that is still alive and it's so crazy Also, before I start doing this, again, if anybody has any, any problem with what I'm saying, DMs, emails, always open. Almost every single person I'm talking about has access to me, so it's there. If you guys want to say sorry, cool, but I'm over it. I'm past it. It's done. It's a part of my life that the book has been closed on, but I'm just letting you guys know because, again... If somebody else is going through this and I can help somebody or somebody hears it and they're like, you know what, I'm going to email Ashley and tell her what's been going on and maybe I can get some clarification on it, then definitely do so. My DMs and email is always open, ashleyraytrippy at gmail.com. 
if you guys want to remain anonymous, completely up to you. Totally here for each and every one of you. So yeah, that's why we're delving into my stuff because you guys never sent me anything. (laughs) Just kidding. But on a serious note, guys, again, I just want to say that this is not, these are not things that affect me anymore and I can talk openly and freely about them and you guys will be able to understand the emotion behind it still because I'm able to actually vocally tell you guys, hey, this is what happened to me and this is how I feel about it and yeah. And I'm pretty sure a majority of you guys will back me up on a lot of these situations that I've been through. And a lot of these situations, you guys are going to be like, why didn't you just leave? All right. So my friendships when I was a younger child um, were mainly a lot of friendships that I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember those friendships. The ones I do remember are a little bit towards the end of when I was in elementary school. Um, I remember a few friendships from there that I continued talking to people. And it was just, it was a really weird time in my life because I was living a different life than all of these other girls that I had been with. One time, one day we were living the same life. The next day I was living a whole different one. And I had nobody to express those feelings to. But I did talk to a few girls and I kept touching with a couple of girls over the years, but not in any kind of like deep, meaningful friendship way. We were more or less like just, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Like, what's going on with so-and-so and this and that? It wasn't ever like a serious, like, oh, you're my friend still. You're my best friend, this and that. Things just changed a lot. And I understood that. I didn't have a lot of friends from the age of 10 to now. (laughs) I'm completely serious. Later on, like in my teenage years, a lot of my friends were my mom's friends' kids because I didn't, I wasn't in school. So I had a lot of friends then. Those friends were always real genuine to me. I never had issues with any of them. Um... They were people that understood me at the time and understood my struggles of what I was going through and they accepted me for that and I'll forever be grateful for that because that was just, I was different and people just didn't ever really understand that and I think the understanding of it from other people um, helped me live a semi-normal life in a way or even gave me moments of having a semi-normal life. So that helped out a lot. Now, I didn't really start having friendships until I was a teenager and until like I started going online and making making friendships like that, um, MySpace and chat rooms and all of that fun stuff. And that's where I met a few of my friends that I had during my teenage years. Um, Some of them I just talked to online. Uh, I actually befriended a couple of friends. One we will call Rachel. And the other one we're going to call Samantha, okay? So Rachel and Samantha. um, Samantha I talked to a lot more online. She did live in where I lived, but she wouldn't. We were mainly friends online, you know, we just talked, hung out, you know, hung out on in chat rooms and things like that, um, but never really met. I did end up meeting her 
after we were friends at the mall when I worked there. But it was just a quick hi and bye because we didn't talk at the time. Um, the other girl, Rachel, did become a very, very close friend to me. Um, when I met her, she was actually pregnant with her first son. She was only 16, 15, 16, around there. And she, you know, I didn't really know too much about her. All I knew was that she had graduated earlier and she was going to school and she knew who her baby daddy was and she was preparing for her baby. And, you know, just, you know, we, we seem like we lived similar lives other than I didn't get pregnant until I was 21, but we live similar lives. I never held that against her, you know. You do what you do, boo, you know. And we started talking regularly online. I hung out with her a couple of times. Um, my grandma, when I lived with my grandparents, they have a park across the street from them. And we would hang out there, and she would bring her son. Her son was a baby, and we would just hang out and, you know, do stuff like that. Not very often. Like, it was very every once in a while but we always talked you know um she became a very good friend to me and i appreciate that now during this time as well i also met another friend she is still my friend and you guys probably know her her name is becky (laughs) and i'm using her real name because her name is becky and she's still my friend to this day this is one friendship that has not basically it's with withstood the test of time we stop talking and then we'll start talking and then we stop talking and we start talking but we always understand each other and we know where we're kind of at right now we're in a not talking phase currently just because you know i feel like both of us have our lives and we have to figure out things and that's just how life goes when you're an adult you're not going to constantly be talking or constantly be hanging out or constantly be around each other or constantly have girls nights and blah 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 blah. it's not going to happen it's not realistic especially when each of you guys have their your own lives but anyways i met her around this time as well so that lets you say a lot about kind of where our friendship is (laughs) we had a kind of that genuine connection but with rachel i did i had a i had a real good a real strong connection i feel like we came from the same background um i found out later she lived not too far away from my father um, and not too far away actually actually I found out that she um, went to my elementary school for a short period of time because she went to an elementary school that wasn't too far from mine because she grew up in the area. So I would have went to high school with her and all of that stuff. So I would have known her regardless. She knew a lot of people that I had already knew, you know, in the area and stuff. So it was very, it was cool. You know, it was cool to find somebody like that and find somebody to talk to and be, and, you know, just be yourself around. Cause I think that's what I was looking for at that time in my life was just somebody I can be myself. And at this time, I am with my husband still too. We talk, but you know, we're both teenagers teenagers you know i don't know but so anyways rachel i I talked to her for a long time i want to say probably a good four years until i lost touch with her i don't remember the first thing that happened i don't remember what happened the first time we stopped talking i know it was some kind of fight don't remember what it was but regardless we stopped talking for about three or four years i think and then we started talking again she started dating somebody new and she was pregnant again and all of this stuff and this time her pregnancy was hard and i was there for her for all pretty much all of her pregnancy she went through a lot of things in her life with her parents 
um, and with just a lot of just a lot of stuff. I mean, we all go through a lot of stuff. It's not, you know, but I was there for her. I, I had that shoulder that she could cry on. Now, I want you guys to remember at this age, like, so I want to say maybe I was like in my early teens, maybe early 20s. You know what I mean? I had already had a kid, too. Um, but I think that's why we started talking again was because I had a kid. But I want you guys to remember that my emotions, like I am, I was not as vocal when I was younger. I never used to tell people how it was or anything like that. Like I just stayed quiet because I just felt like I just didn't have a voice for so many years. So the per- the Ashley you're hearing now was not the Ashley back then. I never voiced my opinions. I never said anything should be the way. I kind of just went with the flow of things and did what I was supposed to be doing and did what I was told. So I think that's kind of how we started talking again was that me and her had kids and it was, you know, cool and all that stuff. And um, yeah, uh, <laughs> so we started talking again. And, you know, I, I and during this phase, of course, we're young, you know, we're also drinking and smoking and doing all this stuff. So my huge thing when I was a teenager was the hookah. I love doing the hookah. That was my favorite. And so I'd go to her house, we'd smoke hookah, we would drink, you know, stuff like that. Um, after she had her kids, of course. At this time, she had two kids and I had one. And yeah, and so it was cool. We started hanging out with each other. She would come over to my house. I'd go over to hers. We'd just have girls days. I would bring her, like if she was sick, during her whole pregnancy, I'd bring her stuff. If she was sick, I would bring her like soup and 7-Up or like I'd ask her what she needed but I would just bring her whatever regardless of if she needed anything and I was just that type of friend that's just who I've always been I've never been anybody different than that ever in my whole entire life now the first thing that Rachel did to me that really crossed the line of being friends and I don't know if it hurt me or if it shocked me more but one night of course we were all drinking young again she actually tried to kiss my husband and my husband told me of course because he better tell me you know and that night since i was drunk i didn't confront her about it but i did confront her later she denied it and said that he was lying and that's what girls do that's when girl code is out the window and they're like oh i gotta save my ass you know of course lucky for her you know i i did i it was it upset me but since we were all under the influence and stuff like that i was like okay you know it took me a while i got over it it was like whatever you know what i mean until she tried to do it again yeah she tried to hit on my man twice That's when I slowly started noticing things that were similar in boyfriends she was choosing. Because this girl was no one-man girl. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that to be mean, but she, she got around town pretty quickly. And, I mean, she's even been with some of my friends. 
you know, and it's just craziness how that it goes that far. But she started dating people that were similar to my husband. And I started seeing things that she was doing that were similar to what I was doing. She was trying to be me, emulate me. She started wearing makeup. She started doing this, started doing that. Like it was just, it it got to a point where like I was like, why is this person doing this now during this time i was still talking to her but the relationship was really faded the friendship had already kind of had his damages and from being young and being under the influence all the time and all of this stuff happening and you know stuff like that it's just it's not healthy and um looking back it's kind of crazy that i didn't say anything because if i was the person i am now back then i would have beat her and i would have done way more but you know we live and we learn again i wasn't the same ashley as i am today and yeah so basically this girl wanted to be me she she had a deep want in her heart and need in her soul that she wanted to take my husband and become me and even if she didn't realize that, she was trying to do that. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a, a therapist. I I suffer from a mental illness myself. But I'm not a doctor to say, you know, anything that's wrong. She did have mental illness. Of course, she went through a lot in her life. She's a very strong woman, and I give her that. But the things that she did were very shady and shysty. Now, let me bring that up until our present day. Okay, so I hadn't talked to this girl. I tried to talk to her off and on from, I want to say from the ages of like 27 on because I'm 34 now. But it just, I just, I couldn't, like my, my intuition was just all telling me like, just don't mess with this person anymore. Like let them go fully. This is going to break you again and again and again. And I listened to my intuition. I finally listened and I gave it up. Didn't talk to this girl for about, I want to say probably like four years, maybe five. And then last year, I was like on this kick of, you know, you did me wrong, but I'll always be here for you. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and do this. You know, I, yeah, you, you've done, you've done X, Y, and Z to me, but I, I, you know, like I do forgive you and maybe people do change because I had changed so much, you know, things like that. And I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. I really did. I tried to talk to her. We kind of caught up. Um, but I still got those vibes. Like you get those, that energy that's just like negative And you're just like, I do not want, I do not want this around me. Like you get, you just get that, that feeling of, of somebody that it has ill intention towards you. And it's just so crazy, you know? So giving her that chance was kind of like the last straw. I told her like, you know, we can try to talk about it and stuff like that and try to build a friendship again. And we tried. But unfortunately, she had not changed enough to where I was able to. I was I I had so I grew a little bit more than she did. I wasn't going to accept things that she was still doing to kind of get her way or, you know, kind of put herself in my life like I just wasn't gonna do that so you know 
I just stopped talking to her and I explained to her like I'm not about this anymore I'm not gonna do this I'm not about fighting bickering all that stuff because I'm grown if you have a problem say it if I have a problem I'm gonna say it if you don't like that I have a problem that's too bad because I have a right to the way I feel you know what I mean so long story short I knew this girl probably for about <laughs> 20 years 20 plus years was a friend to her I can't nobody can ever say I was never a friend to this girl I did so much for her and not only her but her children as well and that's what hurts the most out of any friendship is not having you know growing up with kids and taking care of them or watching them grow up and going to birthday parties with friends and then just not having them there anymore. It's just so hard. I hope the best for her. I really do. She's married and she has three kids now. And I hope the best for her. That's just, that's all. Like, I am I have no ill intention, no ill intentions towards her at all. Um, I hope she grows and finds herself the way that I did. And yeah. So I talked to you guys about Becky. Um, Becky is still my current friend. I we go spurts without talking again we're in a spurt without talking I miss you she'll probably still listen to this because she is a loyal friend but that I've that friendship has survived so regardless of what I had with Rachel my friendship with Becky has always remained intact and I'm grateful for that and if I got one friend from my childhood I am thankful for it and Becky is that friend (laughs) Now, I don't know who to tell you guys about next. Um, I have, so I, the next person I'm going to talk to you guys about, the next one down the line I was going to talk to you guys about is a long story. So I think that's going to be in in part two. What we're going to talk about now is, um, we're going to skip to number three, okay? We're going to skip to number three. So number three, we are going to call her Vanessa. Okay. Her name is Vanessa. Now, Vanessa, uh, we met through, I I met through um, a mutual friend. We were, I was friends with him. Me and my husband were friends with him. He was around, like, I guess you could say he was a family friend. Um, we used to hang out with him. We used to go to events with him and do all of that stuff. So that's that's where I meet Vanessa. He starts dating Vanessa. And me and Vanessa get close super quickly because we realize that we are literally the same person. Um, she's the same sign as me. She is into the same stuff as me cool we click awesome great white i am at a point when i meet the when i meet vanessa that i am not looking for friendships i do not want friendships i you know people just stab me in the back like i at the point when i had first met her i was not willing to be open with people and i was not willing to have a friendship because i was still getting over something really traumatic and that's the second friend and we'll talk about her in the next episode. But I was getting over that and it was really hurtful and I wasn't looking for a friend, but she was there and she promised me, she promised me that she wouldn't be like that and it wouldn't be the same and stuff like that. But, you know, I held a lot of things in for our friend because, you know, we we knew him for a very long time and 
we were close with him and he would come over to our house and hang out with our kids and do all of that stuff. So, you know, like I, I just, I, I felt like I was in the middle of things a lot. And then, you know, we were able to carry on a friendship, me and her, me and Vanessa. And she found out she was pregnant, which I was super excited for, of course. So I was super excited when she found out she was pregnant. I was super excited for them because I know that they wanted kids. It was super early on in the relationship, but they had already, they knew what they wanted. Like I was, I, I was no offense to that. It's totally fine. So when she found out she was pregnant, like I was all for it. It was so exciting to me because this person that was literally nobody like I had met before, like me and her, like I, I don't even know the words to say like I would be thinking something and she would already know like I connected so quickly with her it's not even funny it was literally (laughs) if you put it in a love story term it was a whirlwind friendship okay so she gets pregnant and she has a rough pregnancy it's her first baby she's young she's younger than me and you know I've been through it twice so she vents to me I do end up making her like a little a little basket and everything for pregnancy symptoms things like that because I just I want people to treat me the you know that way and that's the way I treat people and so I, I, I take her this basket and, you know, she's super excited about it. And, you know, I just I was always thoughtful in that way. Like my love language is gift giving. If you give me a gift, like that's my love language and vice versa, whatever. So, yeah. So I, you know, I enjoyed it. She had vocalized to me that I was going to be the, the child's godmother and stuff like that so I was acting like it you know we had a Pinterest board we were you know everything everything offered to do her baby shower all of that stuff but you know it's a new baby and this was our friend's first baby so of course his sisters wanted to do things and her sisters and her mom wanted to do things so I was like cool you know fine I understand didn't know them that well COVID was around it it wasn't ideal time but you know cool don't mind it whatever she ends up having the baby it's during COVID of course you know and I completely understand you know we don't want we don't want babies getting sick over here we don't want nobody getting sick right so of course instead of visiting the baby in the hospital like I had originally wanted to I did send her some flowers to the hospital and a few snacks for them because I know how it is when you when you have a baby after you have a baby like you want like your snacks because you didn't eat and then you know just to say welcome baby you know that's my goddaughter whatever you know um during newborn stages we talked but not that much like I understood like you know when you're getting used to a newborn baby it's it's hard to adjust and I I get it I get it I understand and I was able we were able to finally meet her I think like God, I don't even know how old she was. I think she was already like four, three months, four months when we met her because of COVID and all of that stuff. So it was really crazy. And so we finally met her. We went over a few times, hung out, whatever. And then it just got it got really silent as COVID started getting better. Everything just got silent. And I started getting really frustrated because this was a person that I had connected to on so many levels and now they're just ignoring me or not texting me back or not calling me back or not 
acknowledging anything and I just felt really super outside of everything. I visited them a few times. Um, they would never come see us. They came and seen us at our house like one time. And I would always, during this time, you know, we were always having barbecues. This was before we got sober. So um, we were having barbecues. We'd have friends over with kids. We would you know, just have so much stuff over. And she would always just say, you know, no, I don't want to take the baby out. She has to be home by a certain time and all of this stuff. And I understand new parents, again, have to figure it out, right? Um, I was trying to give her advice, but I didn't want to overstep. You know, I'm not that type of person. As much as people want to think I am, I'm not. So at this time, like, we're not really talking. I start getting super depressed because of everything I had been through previously with friends. And I just delete, like, the Pinterest thing. Um, They end up getting married uh, shortly after the baby was born. And I wasn't even told about it. Like, she didn't even just shoot me a text and say, hey, we're getting married. They, we were actually the only ones they told about their engagement. So that was, that was really, like, a, a stab in my back. And Again, I understand, like, it's their life. It's not mine. But I would have at least, like, a, hey, we're getting married. Or, hey, we just got married. You know, I found about it. I found out about it online. And that was that was backstabbing to me. Um, not the fact that she did it without saying anything. Just the fact that she didn't let me know. Like, friends should talk to each other. Friends should let each other know about major life events. And that kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back. I was kind of like, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to continue trying to, you know, push something that's not ever going to be there. And I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. And I don't want to make you feel any type of way. And that was just how I felt. So I pushed away. The last straw to that was I, I did try to talk to her again. Like we started talking again and... She wasn't too far from my house and I was like, hey, why don't you guys come over for like 10, 15 minutes? You don't have to bring the baby. You could just come over and have a drink, whatever. And no, they just refused to like hang out with us instead of just saying, hey, we don't like you. Get away from us. (laughs) It was like, no. So that hurt me. It broke me a lot. It took me a long time to get to where the place I am now with this friendship because I did also reach out again yeah, I'm this friend. I'm annoying. But I reached out again and I was just ignored again. And it's just it's it's annoying. It's annoying. If you don't like me or if you don't want to be in my life and vice versa, just tell me. Or if you don't know the way you're feeling, we're friends enough to tell me. Tell me how you're feeling. Let me know what's going on. And either I'll get gone or we can figure it out together. Right. Right. So during this time, uh, I'm also working at the amphitheater. So I end up texting her because we we started talking again. And I end up texting her and being like, you know, I'm at the Post Malone concert, whatever, whatever, you know. And she's like, yeah, we're going to. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, she let me know. And she's like, oh, well, if I see you, I'll say hi. This was a text message before the concert had started. At least two hours, right? So I'm like, cool, you know, if I see them, whatever. So then I do. I end up seeing them like at least three or four times. They look me directly in the eye. Don't say hi. Nothing. Nothing. 
and that was done that's how i knew it was done i wasn't gonna force it i wasn't gonna try i was like i'm just i'm just letting it go and that's what i needed but i hope she knows that i still care about her a lot and i hope she finds what she's looking for in life and i hope my that her daughter is doing good because i was gonna say my niece but unfortunately i can't say i have like niece and nephews through friends i have niece and nephews through my husband and that's about it um which is kind of sad but yeah i hope they're all doing great that's just i i wish the best for them that's all that's all i do again i i can't say more to say like if i did something wrong or if she did but at the end of the day i was there i was there so i'm gonna give you guys a part two probably on friday so stay tuned guys and we're gonna go over that part two i'm gonna give you so part two is going to be about somebody that i deeply cared about and this was the second friend that completely destroyed my world um and this was the most important one and i feel like this is the friendship that completely breaks me every time i go into a friendship and somebody just is not a friend to me like i'm a friend to them so we'll go over that and i'll probably drop it on friday guys so be on the lookout for that but again if you guys have any questions comments concerns or you guys just want to share your story or let me know something be sure to shoot me an email at ashley ray trippy that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-R-A-E-T-R-I-P-P-Y at gmail.com. And you can remain anonymous. Be sure you put it in the email. And also be sure to follow me on all my social media accounts, ash 2 trippy A-S-H-T-O-O-T-R-I-P-P-Y, Ash2Trippy on, on most platforms. I think Twitter is really the only one I'm Ash2, the number two trippy. And yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll see you guys again on Friday for that bonus episode and be sure you are all subscribing and sharing and liking and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Always be yourself. Ash to Trippy out for now.